Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Donald and Michelle. Donald and Michelle with her thoughts, his thoughts. Uh, we're it's been a couple weeks, right? Yeah. And um, we absolutely have been enjoying the comments and the thoughts that we've received back on our conversation about uh, Angie, Amber Geiger. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna be a rough day. <laughs> It's going to be a rough day. We're not talking about that again. It's going to be a rough day, folks. So, um, no. So, always um, keep your comments coming. Um, We enjoy hearing your thoughts. Um, As always, please subscribe to the podcast, Her Thoughts, His Thoughts. And um, you can reach us via email at wellslifecoach at gmail.com. Wellslifecoach at gmail.com is going to be taking off. So we're going to talk about a couple of things. And many of the people who listen to this podcast probably already know one of the biggest things we're going to talk about today. Uh, but we're going to talk about maybe some of the things that didn't weren't known about a big event that happened this week to us. And then uh, the second item we're going to talk about on the podcast, we're going to break it into two parts is um, uh, most people who know me very well know that as I was going through the dating process that I had something called the list. And the list has come up in conversation a couple different times with a couple different guys. So Michelle and I thought that we would talk about the list. Her thoughts, his thoughts. Her thoughts, his thoughts, for (laughs) real. Uh, But what we're going to start today is that I am excited Uh, For those of you that do not know, to let you know that my bride, my wife, my better half Mm -hmm. is now an author. Yes. She, uh, yay. Yay. So last, last week, Sunday, uh, she um, submitted a book for publishing. Yes. And it was accepted, approved, and it's available on Amazon uh, right now. It was available on Monday. And uh, excited, really excited. So, Michelle, you want to spend a few minutes talking about the excitement part of that, not the other parts, but the excitement part of that? (laughs) Um, No, it is exciting. I think that um, I'd been blogging since 2012, Mm -hmm. and um, probably somewhere around 2014, 2015, I decided that eventually I would take all those blog posts and publish a book. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, just a mere four years later, (laughs) (laughs) I was able to um, get up the courage, Courage. I guess, Mm -hmm. and go ahead and do it. And um, so, it's called Just Breathe. Just Breathe. Um, Available on Amazon. Available on Amazon, Uh, yes. Hard... uh, uh, Paperback. Paperback and... Not yet. Not yet. No, just paperback right now. Ebook's coming. Yes. Ebook's coming, so that's exciting. And uh, there's also excitement because we're already discussing book two. So, but we, we won't are. talk about that right now. <laughs> we're, we're actually <laughs> discussing a lot of book one still too. <laughs> so, so, so it really excited and an accomplishment of a long time goal. Yes. Uh, but uh, you've been using a term this week a little bit 
Uh, do you know what term I'm talking about? Vulnerability hangover. Yeah, <laughs> vulnerability hangover. Why don't you talk about that for well, a minute? Well, first of all, it's not my term. It's not your term. Um, I, so I listen to audiobooks a lot. And so this, this last week or so, I've been listening to Brene Brown. And I'm currently listening to Daring Greatly. And, and just a side note, if you're not listening to Brene Brown, you should. Um, I'm going through a men's study, and um, I've got, I'm really encouraging the guys in that men's study to start to uh, listen and follow uh, Brene Brown because she is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And um, some people think she's just for women, and mm-hmm. she is not. Um, actually, I think that if you look today, she has a book on the best-selling business list. So, hmm. Dare to Lead, it's called. Dare to Lead. But, uh, yeah, so I was listening to Brene Brown. Actually, I sent the book out for publishing last Sunday, and then Monday morning I was in the car, and the chapter of the book, she was talking about vulnerability hangover. Mm. And um, I think that this week I I have absolutely felt that. It's... Um, so the book that I wrote, it was blog posts about a really um, transformative, mm-hmm. transitional, mm-hmm. just a lot of, a lot of um, movement in my life and what was happening in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, man, just a lot of raw exposure mm-hmm. and putting it out there and, and putting it in print. Blogging is one thing. But putting it in print seems... I'm, I'm old school. Yeah. So putting it in print made it feel really real. So his his thought on the process mm-hmm. was that Michelle went through a... I don't want to call it a grieving period, but a... a, a this week, there was some really tough times mm-hmm. when you said, you know, wow, I've actually put this out there. Yeah. And from a husband standpoint and a and a man standpoint, I was couldn't wrap my head around it because I'm like, well, it's always been out there. Mm-hmm. It's always been on the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. The same people are going to read it in a book that read it in the book. <laughs> I don't understand. So so it, it really became a an opportunity for me to try to really dive down into what she was feeling. Mm-hmm. And to be supportive of her, mm-hmm. because in my head, uh, some of what she was feeling really didn't make sense. So, so that's where I had to start to understand more about Michelle's personality, more about Michelle's fears, about where Michelle feels exposed, so that I could be a, a helpmate. Yeah. So. And you know, I think so. The vulnerability piece is definitely one thing, but I I also think that. You know, some of the stuff that I published, I haven't read in six years. Right. And so just kind of flipping through the book and realizing um, some of the events that happened in my life and just the struggles that I went through. And um, it's sort of, it's a flashback. Sure. Getting to kind of see where, where I was and how far I've come and then in some ways how far I haven't come and how far I still have to go. And I think that that's one of the things that I had to really understand about the process that you went through this week Mm -hmm. is that when you were reading the words on on paper, Mm -hmm. you were experiencing all all the feelings that led to the words on paper. That that doesn't necessarily mean that all those feelings were on paper. 
but that you were actually going back and re-experiencing those feelings. And I think that that is, I think that's, that's really important to understand as you work with someone through uh, maybe something that they're going through mm-hmm. and, and to understand what's, what's really taking place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think we call it a trigger. Trigger. <laughs> trigger. Yes. And, you know, it, it is interesting because I'm reading it sort of as a third party, mm-hmm. but not. No, right. And um, in writing, I think that especially when I first started the blog, so at the beginning of the book, I tried really hard to um, not be overly emotional. Mm-hmm. So I knew what I was feeling, but I didn't actually write it down because I, I hadn't gotten there yet. Right. I, I wasn't brave enough to actually get there. But as the book goes on, um, I, I think I dive into a, a little bit right. more. <laughs> right. So um, I think it's about half of the book was written in one location over yeah. multiple days. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about where that location was? So I, I tell people that um, I started blogging because um, I was avoiding doing anatomy homework at Columbus <laughs> State. And I needed to be doing something so that I looked like I was doing anatomy homework. (laughs) And so, um, like I said, it was a really um, emotionally volatile time of my life. And I I start the book off um, just by saying that I realized one day that I did, in fact, want a partner. Mm. And after years of um, post-divorce, I never thought that would be something that I wanted or needed or had any interest in and so I started writing to process frankly my disgust with yourself with myself about about wanting a partner (laughs) and at that point I didn't say marriage that was a that was still a foul language even when I met you that was still a bad word but um I did know then that I I wanted someone in my life to experience life with and I think that um, just the reality check of that after all those years of fighting it. Um, I, I do think that's when I decided I have got to write this down. No mm-hmm. one would believe me mm. if I don't write it down. And so I did. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. uh, you know, and the fascinating thing about it. And so there's a trust element that took place in you and I with this book. I don't know if you felt it or not, but I've told, told other people about it. And they're like, wow, I don't know if I could do that. I haven't read the book. Mm-hmm. I have now. I'm not. Um, I'm not in the beginning of the book. I don't think. Oh, you're in the book. <laughs> oh, I'm in the book. <laughs> but I think that there's there's a, a period. There's a period where I start to show up in the book. But you know, I I trust Michelle, mm-hmm. and um, again, it was already on the web. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm going to read the book. Uh, but I, she didn't need my approval. Mm. I, I didn't need to give her my approval of anything. This was her dream, her book, her experiences. Mm. And no matter what I saw in it, it's not going to ever take away those dreams and those experiences. So one of the things that's really validating about writing and writing about things that have happened in your life is that you get to um, see it through your own lens. Mm. And I'm not, I can't say for 100% sure that everything that I remembered or that I wrote about was accurate. Right. But it's what it looked like to me. Right. Which is all that's really important. 
Yes. And, you know, at some point, it's so important, I think, for all of us that we get to own our own story Mm -hmm. and the way that we experienced it and the way that we saw it. Right. And that we don't have to try to figure out, is that right? Right. Right. That, That we just get to say, you know what, that's how I felt about it. That's how I saw it. That's what happened when when I experienced whatever. Right, and I think that I just wrote down journaling mm-hmm. uh, because I, I, yeah, I've got a book in me at some point. At some point, it's going to be fantastic. Holy moly! <laughs> <laughs> However, the way that I deal with those situations today is through journaling, mm-hmm. and and if if you're not journaling, mm-hmm. um, man, I think that. I know that for myself, I missed years of opportunity by not journaling. Mm. Um, so another thing that happened a couple of weeks ago, long story short, and I won't go into it. I was out for a jog and I hit my car. And uh, <laughs> uh, <Jeez>. tore... <laughs> I'm just, I'm just go with that. Yeah, tore one of my <laughs> shoes. But uh, one of my friends on Facebook said to me, hey, Don." You should keep that shoe as a reminder of what God did for you. Mm. And I think that journaling and rereading journaling Mm -hmm. and things of that nature, we get to see, like Michelle said, she can see the growth that's taking place in her life. Mm -hmm. And over a period of time, if she never wrote it down, uh, we have something called revisionist history. Mm-hmm. Where we think things are better than what they are. Or worse. Or worse. Yeah. So it, it's difficult for us to always understand the progress that's made mm-hmm. if we're relying on our memory. Yeah. You know, so when I first started writing the book, I, I tell people that I really thought that I was writing it for my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they would know how I felt about life in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And, you know, it's funny because ultimately it really ended up saving me because when I put it through the Mm. lens of um, trying to write it for my kids, at first I'm not, I wasn't sharing a lot of emotion. It wasn't um, full of tons of how I was feeling. It wasn't you. Well, it's not that so much. It's just that, I mean, there was an audience. Mm Mm-hmm. And that changed a little bit as, as the book went on. And some of it changed because... You know, the real gift of writing this book for me is that I got to look at situations in my life with the purpose of figuring out what I should learn from it mm. instead of just swimming in the emotion. Because swimming in the, mo- the emotion, I mean, that's like I, I am a gold medal Olympic sport person in swimming in emotion. So that was easy for me. But being able to look at it and say, man, what do I wish I would learn from this so I don't have to figure it out later? In that way, writing it, um, it just allowed me a totally different perspective to see my life in. That I would experience something that was full of incredible joy or full of hurt and despair or whatever. And I could step back and say, okay, so I am feeling this, but you know, why? What else is going on? How should I react to that? What should I learn? What What's the lesson God has it in in it for me? Or is it just that he's still here? Right. You know, Michelle is talking about something that I think that we, as people, it's difficult for us to dive into. And I've been referencing the uh, last couple of podcasts, and sooner or later I'll finish the book, 
Um, the Book of Joy by, um, it's with uh, Desmond Tutu and Archbishop Tutu and Dalai Lama. And one of the things they say in it is that an element of joy is in your suffering to be able to, in your suffering, to be able to uh, find the good. Mm. And I think that when you're growth and as you mature in your mental abilities, you're able to, and mental and emotional abilities, you're able to look back and say, hey, that was the good in that situation. Mm-hmm. But in the situation, mm-hmm. to really be able to hone that skill set is phenomenal. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, writing has been very beneficial for you is that as you're processing, as you're writing, you, you and if you read the book, you'll see that Michelle is almost writing in three parts. Here's the crap. Hmm. Here's why the crap exists. But maybe this is where I can be a little bit better. And I think that that's a phenomenal. I, I, I think that's a phenomenal leap as far as mental um, and emotional maturity. It, it kept me in the present. Hmm. Instead of being drugged down by things that had happened in the past. Hmm. And um, honestly, it allowed me to realize about myself that even though I think of myself as sort of dark and twisted, I'm really a hopeful person. No, you're dark and twisted. You know what? Don't even read the book and we'll regroup. <laughs> but I think that that's been that's been really good for me in rereading some of the stuff that I've written that I don't think that the world is a horrible place right. or that life isn't worth living or that mm. heartache and heartbreak and disappointment and sick kids and all those things that I talk about in the book, they're not life-destroying. You know, and we've gone down this path, so I want to kind of revert us back, and maybe we won't do the list today, Uh, (laughs) but one of the things that I did want to talk about, and we we mentioned it, but we didn't uh, dive into it. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to, I'd like for you to dive into it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I can never say the word, uh, but uh, the hangover, the um, vulnerability hangover. Vulnerability hangover. Uh-huh. Um, can you dive into that a little bit more about maybe even even from your perspective or even from what Brene says about it? Well, so I think it's about um, moments in time where we put ourselves out there, and so uh, such as such as writing a book, writing a book about. Um, Emotional things. Well, not necessarily. Okay. In any way, it could be putting yourself out there, okay. uh, presenting a new idea, being creative in any way, mm-hmm. um, going and telling your boss a new way you think things should be done at work, mm-hmm. just in some way putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's that's the vulnerability piece that, that she's talking Stepping about. Stepping out a little Stepping bit. Stepping out mm-hmm. of your comfort zone mm-hmm. um, makes you vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then the hangover piece is, you know, usually we psych ourselves up to step out. Mm -hmm. And then when we're laying in bed that night, there's a moment of why in the world did you do that? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's beyond regret. Like, because I'm not sure that, that it always encompasses regret. Yeah, that's interesting. But it's different. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I published the book and then I said, yes, I was having a vulnerability hangover. It's not that I wished I didn't do it. Right. It's just what, 
<laughs> I, I'm not even what sure. What makes you think you should publish a book? Well, there is there is some of that. Mm-hmm. There, it's it's reverse shame mm-hmm. on who do you think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, reverse shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, shame is I'm not good enough to publish the book. Right. Then you psych yourself up for it. Mm-hmm. And then you do it. And then it's just shame in a different way on who the hell do you think you are. Mm. Um, which, I'm not going to lie. I, I think I'm still still, still s- in there a little bit. You're, you're still suffering a little bit from yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. which, you know, that, that's stuff I'm... I have a counselor for that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I think it's just... It's the reality. You know, hangovers, you drink too much. And so then the next day you have to deal with... I know, you know nothing about I that. I know you don't. Um, deal with how you're feeling and just the consequences of that. Well, I think vulnerability can come with that too. It just it's you, you can't undo it, right? And you're not sure you should, right? But man, does it it can it can get in you and affect how you feel. So how do you deal with it? Well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> how does Brene say you deal with it? <laughs> um, no, I think. Um, so you're allowed to grieve it. Yes. Give yourself some grace in yeah. it. Yeah. You're allowed to feel that way. And I think that acknowledging that, yeah, I feel this way. Mm-hmm. I think that that is absolutely um, important. I think you need to share it with someone. And you only share it where there's a safe environment. Safe people. Yeah. Create it. So if you're the, the significant other or the person that someone's going to share this with, you really have to work hard at creating a safe space mm-hmm. or else they never get through the hangover. And I mean, or basically we're talking about shame. Yes. And you're being able to share a moment of shame with someone. And Brene says, again, this is not me. I am not smart enough to come up with this, that the anecdote for shame is empathy. Mm-hmm. And that realizing that someone else can say, yeah, I've done that too. And I can talk to Donald about it, and he hasn't written a book, but man, he has stepped out there sometimes and put himself out there in vulnerable places. And, you know, the, I guess the book is unusual because it's just so public. Mm-hmm. Anyone can order it. Yes. And, and please do. <laughs> please Please order do. the book. <laughs> order multiple copies of the book. Use it for Christmas presents. <laughs> just breathe. Michelle Wells, Amazon. <laughs> still scary (laughs) Um, so that's I I think you have to you have to speak into it and hiding and recoiling back and being in your own headspace just feeds it yeah yeah so that's good stuff there and uh, if you don't have safe places to share I'll go back to the journalism journaling concept Mm -hmm. is that man write it down Mm -hmm. write it down and even process it so that you feel more confident and comfortable uh, when it comes time to share it with somebody. And counselors. Yeah. If you don't have someone that you are safe sharing with, go see someone. That's yeah. what they do. For many, many years, I told my counselor I paid him to be my best friend. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's kind of sad. I paid him <laughs> to be my best friend. But it, it's true. And, you know, I think that... That, that's something I'm not sure people realize that counseling can do for you. Yeah. Is it gives you that safe space 
to be able to process through some of these shame and guilt and all of those things that we need to process through. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I'll say, and just for Michelle's purpose, is that if you are looking for a safe place to process, um, one of the things that Michelle is doing is she's doing a lot of life coaching. Mm. And she's doing it uh, remotely, phone-wise. Um, she's She's been able to go through some spiritual uh, training and spiritual growth that's done on the phone so she can kind of understand how those processes should work. Mm. Um, so um, if, if you're unsure whether or not you have a safe place, um, please reach out. Um, if you are looking for a safe place, please reach out. Reach out. You can always reach one of us at wellslifecoach at gmail.com. Um, I really think that I don't know how Michelle feels about it, and maybe she'll speak to this, but I really feel that one of our uh, issues with mental health, that, that uh, the mental health issues that we're experiencing is that people don't have enough safe places. Mm. People feel as if they have to process things in their head. And I know one of the things that I always try to say to our kids is that you don't have to be smart enough to figure out everything on your own. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and uh, try to create space, safe places so that they don't... Because I, you know, I'm in a point in my life right now where Michelle and I are going through some things and I am actively asking people to mentor me in this season. Yeah. Um, and uh, that is hard to do. And even some of the people I'm asking, I don't want to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. I'm being led to ask them, and we always need, in different seasons, someone to help us through. I think there's a stigma about needing help, mm-hmm. and um, and then I think that there's fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I read a whole book of reasons why I will never judge you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go through and be like, well, at least I didn't do this. Well, I think, I think and one of the things that I think that our church use, uses Michelle and I for is um, when we coach couples. Yeah. Uh, they'll, couples will come in and they'll say, you know, no one will understand this. And they'll say, ah, you need to talk to Donald Michelle. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, there's some craziness there. You so, did that? Oh, whatever. That yeah, was like yeah. no couple, big deal. A couple of times we've had couples come talk to us and we yawn their way. Through, but <laughs> Stop like, it. Seriously. No. But, is that what but we're I upset do, about? Yeah. I think that's that's one really good thing, though, about being really vulnerable is then people know that it's safe to be vulnerable yes. with you. Yes. All right. So we've gone a little bit longer than what we anticipated. Always. Always. And uh, <laughs> we had a separate topic. So, And this topic is, is one that um, people have... Uh, uh, a couple of uh, my guy friends have really been asking us mm-hmm. to dive into. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's what I will commit to. We will commit to the very next podcast will be on the concept of a list. The list. The list. Mm-hmm. The list. <laughs> and um, um, so that's what the next one's going to be about. Um, you know, we really appreciate you listening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun for us. And, um, you know, Find the time to sit down with someone and really, really invest in them to find out whether or not they're willing to um, share stuff with you. Yeah. So, 
Is that it? That's that's it. I think that's a, that's that's it. a good one. So her thoughts, his thoughts, uh, wellslifecoach at gmail.com. We absolutely love your feedback. Please subscribe. Um, go to Amazon and just breathe. Uh, Michelle Wells. And, oh, real quick, the cover, the photo on the cover, where's that from? Uh, that Donald and I were in Jamaica, and I took that with an iPhone. Yeah, so the cover. An iPhone 6, An iPhone 6. And what iPhone number are we on now? I think there's an 11 now. 11. We aren't there. No, we're not there. <laughs> uh, but if you buy the book... Maybe it was an iPhone 5. I don't know. But. <laughs> so, no. Um, so, please, um, subscribe. Her Thoughts, His Thoughts, Wells Life Coach, Just Breathe. There's all kinds of things going on. And as we go through this season, you're going to hear us talk about all kinds of other mm-hmm. things that we're doing. Uh, man, hop on board with us. Uh, let's go out and change the world. So, appreciate you guys. Thank you, you guys. guys for everything. Have a good week. <laughs>